Baba Kama Daf Lamed Bet. We last started the Mishnah on the bottom of Lamed Aleph Amud Bet, and we were talking about a case where a person with a barrel and a person with a log of wood are walking behind each other. If the person in front made a short stop, then he's obligated to pay. But if he stopped and he gave a warning, then he's exempt from paying. But if he was walking regular, then he's exempt from paying. And with that, we're going to start by the Gemara six lines in, where it says, Rabbanatan asked a question from Ravuna. A husband who he harmed his wife during Tashmish. Mahu, does he have to pay her for this damage or not? And before I, I go on, I just want to explain that when a woman gets hurt, there, there's things like medical expenses and her not working that the husband gets paid. The, the pain and suffering goes to the woman. The embarrassment gets split one-third, two-thirds between her and her husband. And that leads the Gemara to, to explain. Kevan Since he had permission to be with her, therefore, if there was any damage, patur. Or maybe he should have been more careful that not damage her, and therefore, whatever she would usually get, uh, he should be liable to pay her. So, Amr when I explained, Tenitua, we learned in our Mishnah, if they both had permission to, to walk in Rashut Arabim, and they damaged one another, then their patur, same thing, since he had permission to be with his wife, therefore, he should be exempt. Amr Rabbah has, has a question on Ravuna. Well, Kalva Homer, Meaning, let's take a forest, for example. If both people walk in to a forest, and this person has permission to be in the forest and so does the other, this person has permission to sleep there, and this person has a permission to take an axe and cut tree. And still, and still, if by mistake he killed him, he he's have to go to exile, We'll say over here, same thing. Over here, where he's entering her domain with permission, all the more so he should be liable of payment. But the Mishnah already said, where they both have permission to be there, they're patur. The Gemara explains, Over there, they both did the same action. They both were walking and happened to be that they bumped into each other, and that's why he's patur. Hacha over here, he's doing the action and she's not. So really we should compare it to a person chopping when he killed his friend. But by Arayot, it says that if two people are be with each other, the man and the woman should have karet, and it says that they're all, it says as if they're both doing something. It's not just him doing something, she's also doing it. So, like Mark explains, over there, we consider the ma'ase because hana'a they both have a hana'a. However, but really only he is doing the action. And that's why he's Hayav. And what exactly is he Hayav? Very cadet to look into the Rishonim and the Shulchan Aruch. Next, we saw in the Mishnah, Hayav Baal Korah Rishon. 
If two people are walking, the man in front is walking with a log, the person behind him is walking with a barrel. And if there's two cows that are in Rishut Arabim, one is just sitting there in the middle of the street and the other one is walking. If the walking one kicks the one that's sitting, it's patur, even if it damaged it. But if the one that's sitting kicked the one that's walking in Rabim, it is liable for damages. Now, let's say the our Mishnah helps Rishlakish. It says, and our Mishnah Havita Haron. If the the person with the log is walking in front and the man with the barrel is walking behind, and they bumped into each other, and Nishbera Havit Bakora, and the barrel broke. Uh, when bumping into the log, patur, the owner of the log does not have to pay. And if the man in front made a shortstop, then he is liable to pay. Now, in our case, where the man with the log just stopped, it's like the one sitting, it's like the cow sitting down, kicking the one that's walking, because the because the same way the one the cow on the floor changed what's normal. You're not supposed to be seeing an Ashutabim and you kicked. Same thing over here. He made he was walking with the log and he made a short stop. Since they both did a shinu, they both changed the normal action of Ashutabim. And it says and it says your hayab, it sounds like what Rosh Lakish was trying to tell us, and they both have the same halacha. Any anything that changes, that's the one that's hayav. But the Gemara doesn't like the comparison because it says betisbeah. Does it make sense to say ha say ayabaya that this needs help? Meaning this halacha Rosh Lakish needs help. Meaning la mistaya de la mikashia. Not not just that our Mishnah doesn't help. It actually is. It causes a problem. Meaning, what's the reason you have? Because it kicked. Ha-hu's coming But let's say the walking cow tripped over the sitting cow. Patur. And our Mishnah, where the person with the log in the barrel tripped into one another. And it says, Hayab. So the Gemara explains. There's a difference. In our Mishnah, we're talking about a situation where the person with the log blocked off the entire uh, the entire street so no one could get through. Like a carcass, a dead body of an animal blocking Rashut Arabim and no one could get through. And that's why he'd be Hayav, because the person walking down the street can't turn this way or that way, and so he's sort of stuck. And that's why he's Hayav. Hacha, in the case of Eshlakish, behad gisa. we're talking about where the cow sat on one side of the road. And and the person and with the cow going down the the road, he should have went around that sitting cow. And Tosfot explains the difference that a cow's head is facing down, so it's able to see whatever's blocking the road, and it's able to go around. But a person usually looks straight; he's not looking down, and therefore, if he trips, then the other person will be high up. And by the way, very interesting Tosfot over here, where he's posek that the. The person blocking the street is only Hayab if he completely blocked it up, but if he left a little spot open where the person could go around, then he is not Hayab. However, the Reef, Rambam, a lot of other Rishonim, they say that even if the person didn't block it off completely, he'd still be Hayab. So now the Gemara takes a step back and says, Rather, you have to say, the end of our Mishnah helps Rish Lakish. It says, 
If the owner with, of the barrel was walking ahead and the person with the log was walking behind him, and the barrel broke as a result of banging into the with the log, the owner of the log is patur. And if the owner of the barrel made a short stop, then the owner of the log is patur. Now over here, same idea with the, with the person with the barrel made a short stop. It would be like the walking cow hurting the sitting cow. And still, and still we said it's patur. Because the person doesn't know that the person in front of him is going to make a short stop. And same thing would be as if the walking cow kicked the sitting cow. And the Gemara pushes that away and it says, We're talking about a situation where the person with the log is walking normal. He didn't change anything. Haha, with the cow, would started kicking. Maybe it would be Hayav because even though you're walking, you're allowed to walk. Amar the the owner of the sitting cow could say, Nehi de'it l'chreshut l'saguya alai, l'abaoteh bi l'etachreshuta. The owner of the sitting cow could say, I understand you have permission to walk over me, but you have no permission to kick me and, uh, and actively damage me. So again, you can't compare halachot, what Rish Lakish said in regards to the two cows in Rishut Arabim, to the, the person with the log and the, and the person in the barrel walking behind one another. Next Mishnah. Two people walking in a shutarabim, one person running, it's out of Shabbat, he's running for, to, to try to prepare, try to get home on time for Shabbat, the other person's walking normal, or two people running, even on a weekday, and they damaged one another, they're both exempt from paying. And the Gemara starts. Matnitin de loki isi ben Yehuda, Amishnah is not like isi ben Yehuda, the Tanya isi ben Yehuda, Omer, a person running in Rashut Arabim, he is obligated to pay because that's a change. That's not normal. However, but Isi agrees if someone's running Arif Shabbat after sunset, before the three stars come out, twilight time, if he's running, he's exempt from paying because he has permission to run. And by the way, there's a fascinating Mordechi who explains this is only if you're running for something that you, that could only be done ben Hashem but if it's like running to, to, to shul or something like that, if you have a couple minutes, you're high up if you damage someone. And by the way, there's a fascinating Yam Shlomo says that if a person ran to go buy something for Shabbat on Wednesday or Thursday, he would even be patur. It's an interesting sugya. Either way, Amar Bihanan Halakha Kesi Ben Yehuda, that if someone's running in a shuta beam and bumped into someone else, the person running is Hayav. And the Gemara asks, Rumi Amar Bihanan Halakha, did Bihanan really say this? Beha Amar Bihanan Halakha Kista Mishnah. Rabbi Bihanan said the Halakha is like a Mishnah with no name. Mutanan, and we learned, Echad Ratz, Vechad Melech, Oshayu, Shinehem Ratzin Peturin. In the Mishnah, it said, in our Mishnah, if one of them is running, the other one's walking, or both of them running, they're both Peturin, which is exactly the opposite of a Sivan Yehuda. And we know Mishnah with no name usually means Halakha Lemaseh. It doesn't say a rabbi's name, so this way no one could argue on it. So it sounds like Rabbi Yohanan contradicts himself. And I'm, over here he's telling me Halakha like Sivan Yehuda, but he, we know he says Halakha like Stam Mishnah, and our Stam Mishnah argues on Sivan Yehuda. And Nigma explains Matnitin Ba'ir Shabbat Ben Shmashot. Our Mishnah is talking about a situation, Ayrav Shabbat, right after sunset, in the twilight time. And over there, Isi Ben Yehuda would also agree he's Batur. And the Gemara says, Mimai, who says we're talking about Ayrav Shabbat Ben Shmashot? 
So the Gemara explains, because it says, or if both of them are running peturin, now what do you have to mention that? If one of them is running, one of them is walking, you said patur, if both of them are running, do you even have to bring that up? This is what you have to say. If one of them is running and the other one is walking patur, when we say patur, that's Shabbat, Friday afternoon, after sunset, twilight time, you have permission, one of them is running, one of them is walking, the runner has to pay, if both are running, even on a weekday, the idea is, if both of them are changed from what they're supposed to do, they're both running down the street, that's not normal, and therefore they're, they both did something wrong, and therefore they're patur. Now let's go back to the break, the Amar Mor, with Umode, Shabbat Shabbat We said that Isi would agree Ayav Shabbat after sunset that if someone's running, he's patur, he has permission to run. Ayav Shabbat my beshut ika. So what's the permission to run Ayav Shabbat Benashmashot? So the Gemara explains Kedrebi Hanina. It's like Rabbi Hanina said, Rabbi Hanina. Let's go out and greet the bride, the queen. And some say, Shabbat, the bride, the queen. And there be an eye also, he would wear nice clothing, and he would stand, he would say, Come, bride, come, bride. The Shabbat is the bride. So you have permission to walk out, and that's what we're talking about. So if someone is running to greet the Shabbat, that's the permission that he has. Next, Mishnah. If someone is chopping wood and shoot a rabim, and I guess a piece of wood uh, flew in a damaged someone and shoot a yahid, or the opposite, he's uh, chopping wood in a shoot a yahid in his backyard, and he damaged someone in a shoot a rabim, or if he's chopping wood in his yard, in his private area, and it damaged someone in their private area, Hayav. In all three cases, Hayav, because a person is always forewarned to watch that he doesn't damage anyone, and he should have been careful when chopping wood. And the Gemara starts, Utsricha. And you have to give us these three cases. Why? If you would have mentioned case number two, where someone's chopping in his backyard and it damaged someone in Shuta Rabim, I would have said, I would have said, listen, the reason he is obligated to pay is because there's a lot of people walking over there and you should have been careful. But if he's chopping in Shuta Rabim and goes into Shuta Rabim, you don't have a lot of people in that yard. Maybe you should not be liable for damages. And that's why you had to mention it. Okay. And if you only mention case number one, where he's chopping in the shoot arabim and it goes into shoot yahid, mishum de meikarash elo b'shoot abid. I would say the reason he's hayav because he never should have been chopping one in the shoot arabim to begin with. He did something wrong to begin with, and that's why he's hayav. Aval meshoot yahid or shoot arabim. But if he's in the shoot yahid chopping and he goes and damages someone in the shoot arabim, the b'shoot abid, he had permission to do that. Person can chop one in his backyard. Emma, lo, maybe he should not be hayav. Maybe he should be patur. He had permission to do it. Now, we eat, uh, that's why you have to mention that case also. Now, we eat, uh, if you would have mentioned these two cases where I went into the other domain, I would have said, I would have said, one of them you have because there's a lot of people there and you should be careful. And the other one you have because you have no permission to chop one in your shutarabim. But if you chopped in your shutarabim and went in a different shutarabim, 
I would have said you're patur because the loshek herabim umeikra b'shut. I would have said there's a lot of people and you have permission to do it. So maybe if it damaged someone in, in the other backyard, maybe you'd be patur. Emalo, maybe it'd be emat hayav, maybe it'd be patur. Serikha. That's why I needed all three cases. If a person walked into a carpenter's shop without permission, and also a piece of wood flew and it, it hit the, the person who walked in, the trespasser in his face, and he died. Patur, the, the carpenter does not have to go into uh, uh, exile. He doesn't have to go into that Irmi Klat, that city where you go until the Kohen Gadol dies. He doesn't have to go there. And she also explains that, it, let's say the guy didn't die, say he just got damaged, the, the carpenter would not have to pay for certain things like embarrassment, like a lack of work, and things like that. But he doesn't have to pay for the damages, uh, be, because even if he's considered an anus, still an anus has to pay for damages. And Tosfot agreed with that. But then Tosfot brought a second perush that the carpenter doesn't have to pay at all, period. Because it's one of those things where, what are you doing in this area? And the Rashba seems to agree with that second Pirshba's fort, where the carpenter would totally be patur. Now, we, the Gemara says, If the person walked into the carpenter's store with permission, then hayav, then, if he, the, then the carpenter would be hayav if he damaged or killed. My hayav, what does that mean, hayav? So, you'd have to pay the four things. Damage, pain, medical expenses, and not going to work. However, Upatur Mikaluti does not have to go into exile, doesn't have to go to the Ain Mikat, because it's not like walking into a forest, meaning the whole concept of Ain Mikat is learned from a forest. They both have permission to be there. By a forest, they both have permission to walk in there. However, when it comes to the person walking into the carpenter's door, he walked into his friend's property. So it's a total different uh, halakha. And therefore, the carpenter would be patur if he killed him. He wouldn't have to go to exile. And the Gemara has a question. I can always say, meaning, I could say, look, when it comes to the forest, this person is walking, and he has permission, this person has permission, nobody has to take permission from the other person, and still, and we're going to say, it's as if the murder, the murdered person is, is he, as if he walked into his friend's property with his friend's knowledge, and therefore the friend would have to go to exile. We're making this as if it's on purpose, and therefore the, the killer it has to get punished by going into exile. In our case, in a case where a person walked into a carpenter's store with permission, local chicken, all the more so that the killer should have to go into exile. El rather, Rabbi explains, my patur migalut. What does that mean when we said that he's patur from exile? Galut. Galut's not enough. And this is Rabbi Yosi Bahanina's reason. He's a different type of shogeg. Meaning, a shogeg, a regular person made a mistake. This is not a regular shogeg. This is a shogeg that's close to mezid. It's close to doing something on purpose because you were negligent. You weren't careful. Lock the door, uh, put up a sign, and not to walk in, whatever it is. But, you, but since you weren't careful, therefore the galut going into exile won't totally atone your sin. So now, right away, Mativ Rava has a problem with that. Because 
we learned in the Brayta, Hosif Loretzuahat. If Shalich Bedin is supposed to give someone Makot, 39 lashes, and he added one lash, one one lash, one, one strip of the leather hit him extra, Umet, and the guy died as a result. The Shalich Bedin has gone to exile as a result. Now let's take this case. Over here, it's a mistake, but he should have been more careful. And it's we're going to say as if he did it on purpose. He should have realized someone could die with one extra lash of the whip. Said still, even though it's karov it's closer to being on purpose. He should have been careful. Still, he goes into galut. So you see that even if he's, if it's a mistake, that uh, pretty close to on purpose, he's still going to galut. So Amar of Shimim and Hadea over there, we're talking about a situation that Ta'ib Minyana where he made a mistake with the numbers. Tafah Le Rabah Bisand Le Rabah took his shoe and hit the Rav Shimi and Amr then he told him, Atu Muhumane, where we tell me the Shalih Bedin, the person giving the lashes, the whipper, he's the the one who's counting. Didn't we say that the biggest Dayan is the one that uh, he uh, that's reading the Pasuk? It says if you don't follow the rules, you're gonna get uh, a lot of Makot. Bashani and the second Dayan, Mone, he's the one counting the numbers, and the third uh, Dayan is saying hit him. So you have you have a whole situation over there. You have one Dayan giving him Musa from the Psukim, a second Dayan counting. So he's saying one, and the Dayan number three is saying hit him. The, the, the Dayan number two is saying two, and the and Dayan number three is saying hit him. So they they have the number set up. So El Amar Shimim and rather Shimim explains the Taadayana Gufe. The Dayan made a mistake in the number. And he gave him an extra lash, and that's why the Shalih Betin is Hayav Galut, because it's a, it's a complete mistake. And by the way, there's a famous Machlok at Ketzotah Hoshir, at Tivot Mishpat, if there is a Shalih Lidvara Avera, according to Ketzotah Hoshir, we learn from here that there's no Shalih Lidvara Avera, and then Tivot Mishpat says we can't learn it from here. Very interesting sugya. So, Metiveh, here's another question. We learn it from Masechet Makot. Hazoreket Ha'even Roshut Abimeh. The person threw a rock, a stone, into Rishut Harabim, into the middle of the street, and killed someone. He wasn't thinking of killing someone, but by mistake, he killed someone. He goes into exile. Now, let's pay attention. Here, it's a mistake, but it's someone being negligent. You're throwing a rock into into a full street. They should realize there's people in Rishut Harabim, and they could get hurt. Says, you're, he goes to Galut, meaning we're trying to say that it's a regular, uh, it's a regular mistake, and he goes into exile for something like that. We're trying to say it's worse than a regular mistake. I know he shouldn't be able to uh, get atoned with a simple going to to Ein uh, Miklat. So Amar of Shemuel Bar Yitzchak, no, no, that sugya with the throwing the stone to Shtarbim is besoteret kotlo. Someone who's knocking his fence. Let's say he has this nice big stone fence in front of his house. He's knocking it off, and it went into Rishut Arabim and it hurt someone. The Gemara says, yeah, but he should have checked. That's being negligent. When you didn't check, there's people walking there. No, so he said, besoteret by a person knocking it down at night when no one's there. Even at night, you should have checked if anyone's walking. So no, we said, and we're explaining again. A person is knocking his uh, his wall over, but it's going into a garbage dump. So you don't expect people to be in the in the garbage dump. So the guy asks, "What do we mean with the, with the garbage dump?" 
If people are walking there, then you're killing on purpose, and you shouldn't go into exile for something like that. And if there's nobody there, then he's an anusu. That's considered anus. How am I supposed to know that there's people there? I should. I mean, there was no reason for me to check into this, and therefore I don't have to go to Galut. Meaning, one way or another, he doesn't have to go to Galut. Either it's on purpose, and he doesn't go to Galut because Galut would be too good for him, or this is an onus, and it's out of control over here, and I shouldn't get punished for this. So, Amar Papa, what are we talking about? We're talking about a garbage dump that people clean it out at night, not during the day. And there are people who sit there during the day sometimes. So therefore, Mezid Lohave, it's not doing it on purpose, because nobody's there usually cleaning it during the day. And Anus Nami Lohave, he's not considered Anus, because there are people who once in a while hang out over there by the garbage dump, so you should have been a little bit careful. And that's why it's considered somewhere in the middle, he's considered Shogeg, and that's why he would go into Galut. Now, the Gemara is going to go back to that uh, that Breita with the person walking into the carpenter shop. Rav Papa, he brought down the words of Rabbi Yisri Barahayina on the beginning part of the Breita. It says, Someone walking into a carpenter shop without permission, and a piece of wood flew, hit him in the face, and the guy died, Patur, the carpenter is Patur. And Amar Rabbi Yisri Barahayina, he has to pay the four things, uh, the pain, suffering, uh, the, the lost uh, work, ex- uh, the medical expenses, but he does not have to go into Galut. Whoever mentioned the Yosef Hanina's words on the second part, that if a person had permission to walk in and still the carpenter is patur from going into exile, because it's not like a forest, then Koshek in Resha, all the more so in the Resha, where the person had no permission walking in. However, according to Papa, whoever brought the B.O.C. Barahanina's words on the first part where the person did not have permission, but the second part where the person had permission to walk into the carpenter store, since he had permission, therefore he's Hayav Galut. And the Gemara says, Hayav Galut is really Hayav Galut. But then we say, if a person walks into a blacksmith's store and he's blowing the fire and a piece of ashes or fire went into the guy's face and he died, the 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 the, the, the blacksmith's patur from Galut, even if the person had permission to walk in. So why is the carpenter different? So the Gemara explains, Why is the blacksmith patur uh, from uh, from Galut? That's Bishulia de Napahe. That we're talking about a situation where the blacksmith, uh, blacksmith killed his apprentice by mistake. So the Gemara doesn't say, why should he patur? Are we saying the blacksmith's uh, apprentice He's supposed to be killed, <laughs> meaning what, what did he do wrong that this person should be patur, that his teacher should be patur if he killed him. So the like explains, We're talking about a situation where the blacksmith was giving him a warning, okay, I guess it's too dangerous to get out, and the, and the, and the apprentice didn't get out. So the like says, Okay, just because he's giving him a warning to get out, he's supposed to get killed. So the Gemara explains, Kesavur Yatsa. Now we're talking about a situation where the blacksmith uh, thought that his apprentice left. So it's a mistake. So the Gemara asks, Ihach, if that's the case, Acher Nami, even if someone else uh, walked in, it should also be considered a mistake and he should be Patur. The Gemara explains, Acher Let Le Emta Derabe. 
with someone else. He doesn't uh, fear the, the, the blacksmith so much to listen to him. And therefore, the blacksmith should have been more careful. However, the apprentice, he's scared of his teacher, so he would listen right away. So therefore, the blacksmith is more of uh, an anus in that type of case. Rav Zevid Mishameh Rava Matne La Aha. Rav Zevid, in the name of Rava, he brought down Rabbi Yosib Rabbi Halina's words on the following Braita. The Pasuk says, Umatzaf, he found his friend in the forest. Someone who just happened to find someone, not a person who shows up. So if someone threw a rock and someone put his head in the middle of the, the rock's path and got hurt as a result, the person who threw the rock is patur because he because he wasn't even throwing that way and the person hurt himself. And Rabbi Hanina said that the person who threw does not have to go to exile, but he still has to pay for the four things. However, uh, meaning Rav Zevid, the name of Rava, who brought Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Hanina's words on this case, the person throwing the rock, all the more so on the braytad with the person walking into the carpenter's shop, permission or permission, for sure he would be be patur galut hayav for the four things. But the one who mentioned it on the on the person walking into the carpenter's shop, but in this type of case, he would be completely patur, would not even have to go to galut. It's a total onus. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem Amen Amen.